This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. I'm Lauren, and I am one piece of the Partnership Podcast. I am the mother of an 11-year-old and born and raised here in the same small town in Virginia and currently working as a sexuality educator after over a decade of work in a maternal health field. I'm Trey, and I'm her partner. Happy Monday. What do you want to talk about? I love Mondays. Um, Why? I love Mondays because I'm an Enneagram 3 in my human design. I'm a generator. I love working. Mm-hmm. Love working. And for some reason, Mondays, especially after rest, feel very like full of potential. Like it's a blank slate to be written upon no by the end of mondays i'm usually disappointed in the amount of like i don't know stuff i didn't generate i usually give myself a list too long and whatever but i know it about myself and i'm trying to be better is there hair on your microphone Mm -hmm. yeah if you feel good about it (laughs) i think That we should talk about the I I hesitate because I don't want to put words in your mouth. We're going through some things right now. Your body, my body. Um, I was journaling yesterday about what do we do when we, our responses to a situation are a trigger for our partners. What do we do when we are the thing that activates past trauma, past situations? What do we do, right? That's messy. How do we make space for that? How do we allow for it? Because I think we're still learning is the reason I thought it might be fun to discuss. We have some experiences from the past, buying this house, for instance, where we ran into this before. But yeah, it's it's something you're experiencing right now. So if you don't want to talk about it, then we're fine not to talk about it. Too. No, I'd love to. Okay. Okay. So I'd like to talk about what happens when, in our relationship, when I run into or we stumble upon one another's discomforts. Mm-hmm. Because it happens in partnership. It's happened to us before, and we can talk about those too. In real time, though, you and I are planning an event, and we plan events very differently. And forest and trees, I'd like to talk a little bit about forest and trees. And I notice some things. I notice when we're planning an event that you have a ton of logistical power at the beginning. Like you just kind of take off (laughs) running. I don't, I'm aside from that or a big thing like purchasing this home. I don't, the, the fire, the speed at which you can fire is surprisingly quick. Mm -hmm. It takes, I mean, I, I, and I move quickly and Mm -hmm. I just get like startled by it. And then historically, and I don't have much to draw upon. We've only been with each other for almost three years. Mm -hmm. 
historically there's then a crash afterwards okay where then i don't really know the best practices of how to love you and create space for you and i feel like a fuck up all the time and so you and i are in the season right now where i know that i've been activating your nervous system i've been doing my over functioning so i would just mm-hmm. love if we can talk about it sure maybe how you feel in the beginning when you're kind of in like piercing yeah and then when it changes and what we're navigating through right now i don't think we need to have the answers i think the whole purpose of this podcast is we don't have to have all the answers Mm -hmm. but i would like to because it would help me as your partner talk through how i support you well and how i support you poorly Mm -hmm. what i could do better what i could do less of what i'm doing great Mm -hmm. And if you're okay with it, I'd like to share um, how my body feels when I observe you in a certain state. And I would like to explain for our listeners and viewers why I think I go to this response, because it might help somebody else. Okay. Okay. So I'll start with my first question. In the beginning of planning this event, you were rapid fire. Yeah. Where does that energy come from? Was it from a place of joy? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a puzzle piece that needs to be put together. And then all of these, once we had our kind of our people in place where we confirmed these three people that needed to be confirmed, and then I could start booking things because it's only 60 days out. Mm -hmm. So things, there's a sense of urgency where things have to be put in place um, and then, yeah, I, I can put puzzle pieces mm-hmm. like that together. Logistics are a very strong suit of mine. And then when does it change? What switches over? Uh, it changed when we started planning uh, the first half of our event. And then the from what it was at the beginning, it started to... We're planning a party. So it started to modify where... Uh, the guest list got bigger and then it's like do you want to invite these people from uh the west coast and um no and because it, at first it was going to be very very intimate and then as it expands and expands and expands it's like oh we have to take care of these people uh, the plans changing this is all in my head but it's like the plans changing we're not sticking to the plan but in reality we don't really have a plan set in stone yet. We have all these other logistic things set in stone, but we don't really have a, um, yeah, we don't have a plan for this, for this party. Um, and so, and then it gets complicated in my mind because it's like, oh, it's more people we have to take care of. And then it's, we're not taking care of people. And then we're excluding other people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Did you have birthday parties as a kid? This might seem like it's out of left field. Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel, feel exclusionary in that, in planning birthday parties? Mm-hmm. You didn't? I did all the time. I was mm-hmm. always very aware of kind of that party dynamic of if we invite so-and-so, we have to invite so-and-so mm-hmm. because they're friends. And if we invite so-and-so, who are they going to talk to because they need a person and there was always kind of like if there's a target, like the rings of the target, mm-hmm. like how far do you expand it? So I hear you a little bit there. Yeah. Can we back up to what you said about the plan was changing? 
a thing I talk about with my clients often mm-hmm. is that concept of a plan. And you and I have talked about this when we went across the country twice. Mm-hmm. The first time you planned our cross-country trip, and you're a great planner. I didn't contribute to this plan across the country. And then... <laughs> We almost got to our first destination and we realized that we were going to be very close to the Grand Canyon and I wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. Um, and what, how did you, anyway, basically, yes, we could have gone to the Grand Canyon, but the plan had been that we get to our destination by such and such a time safely so that we get enough sleep so that we could get on the road again tomorrow. And... I remember sharing with this with people and they said, oh, well, I mean, he should have just gone off the road, right? But respectfully, I knew that you had put the logistics in place mm-hmm. for this plan mm-hmm. and that this is something we should have consulted or we could have been consulted True. at the beginning. I could have simply looked at the route and seen how close we were going to be to the Grand Canyon, yeah. which hilariously, we had an opportunity almost a year later to travel back across the country. And I did. I took the time to look at the different things we'd be near, mm-hmm. and we did have stops. Yeah, we planned it. We stayed at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It was the most beautiful thing we've ever That's done. Great. So with this event that we're planning, I feel like we're back on the first cross-country trip, and I'm asking to go to the Grand, <laughs> Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. Um, but that I didn't know we were in the car already. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the trip had started. I thought we were still at the planning stages. Okay. And... Uh, my nervous system keeps getting very like startled Got it. when I feel like I'm asking, I am inconveniencing to the point of that very first time when I asked to go to the Grand Canyon, uh-huh. when I'm thinking, wait a second, I think we're still in Long Beach setting the plan, like okay. setting the road trip schedule of which hotels we're staying in when, mm-hmm. um, does this hotel have a real bathtub faucet? Does it not? Those types this of is things. all inside stuff, honey. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Okay. Why are you so upset? My, um, my, in my body right now, I immediately get defensive because, um, when I hear that you don't know what the plan is or, uh, you're not part of the plan because it's everything that's been set into motion has been what you want. Yes. So this is what you want, and then I go out and make it happen. Like what? So back so to it's, the... it's almost like uh, this is what you want. I go make it happen. And, and then when I hear that this isn't part of the plan or um, I just immediately get defensive in my, in my body. Like, I just get very defensive. What do you feel like that I'm saying I'm not happy with? Not that you're not happy with. It's like, this isn't part of the plan or... I feel that for part A of this event that we're making happen... If I, at this point, suggest anything, Mm -hmm. I get told that is not a part of the plan. You are changing the plan, Mark. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the plan was done being made. I don't feel like I was given a heads up. 
hey, we're on the road. This car trip has started. Mm-hmm. There can be no more alterations. Mm-hmm. I do not feel that that was communicated to me. It's That's not the case. Okay. That's not accurate. Okay. I'm not disappointed with anything that we have planned or that you have mm-hmm. done. You make all my dreams come true. Okay. I am very activated by the fact that I feel like if I try to bring up a discussion about part A of this event, mm-hmm. that immediately you get defensive, that I cannot, I cannot figure out a right way to have this conversation. I don't know. I literally don't know. And I'm using every tool in my tool belt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how... Like, I need you to help me. I need to know what it is that I am activating in you that is making you feel that way because it is not the way that I am tending to make you feel. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure myself. So I'm having to kind of unwind it myself. And um, I think it's... Uh, being obligated to others on a day where I don't want to be obligated to anyone. I want this to be for me and you, but in my, again, in my imagination, but not in reality, it's turning into something uh, stressful. And I don't know why. Have you... We talk about caretaking. Has there ever been an event where anyone has taken care of you well? Do you have any experience with that? Sure, I can't think of anything offhand, but I'm really sure. But you do remember like attending something (laughs) and not feeling like it was your responsibility to care for the people in attendance, or is that truly something in your nervous system that you're always aware of people's needs? I'm not sure, honey. I guess I can't figure it out. I don't, I guess I can't figure out the difference between allowing people to be present to celebrate you mm-hmm. and not feel obligated to them. I have a very odd relationship with all this where it's like, um, I just have a very, very odd kind of like feeling toward it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know what the plan is and thank you for like bringing it up that you're going to kind of like write out like what how you would like it to be so thank you for that and um are the feelings i'm taking us out of this context for a second because i think it'll be good for me and for you and babe if you need to stop like just tell me you need to stop because your body is very closed off it's allowed to be okay okay but i I know I can push hard sometimes. So if you push. want me to stop, That's just fine. like give me a timeout sign or something. Push. When we bought this house, we had a very interesting experience because when we first started dating, first started dating, I don't even know how it came up. You told me story after story about having feeling the pressure to help be the contractor yeah. in these houses that you grew up in. Yeah. And that you never wanted to do that again. Correct. And so when we moved into this house, a house that we bought with me seeing it. It's move-in ready. <laughs> and I said it was move-in ready. Yeah. <laughs> we spent about a, wh- a while 
I don't even know how long, a month, with you not happy in this home mm-hmm. to the point that we considered putting it back on the market. Never seriously considered but it. But we were like, like it's you, an option. You brought it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel similar right now mm-hmm. with us planning this event as that as I did then. Okay. In regards to, I don't know how to best support you. I okay. literally don't know. Okay. Was there anything? Can you, can you even remember that time when we first moved into this house? Sure. What do you remember? I just remember. Well, I mean, we we purchased a house. I think within what like forty eight hours, mm-hmm. or we put a bid down within forty eight hours. And I was on the West Coast at the time, so the biggest financial decision of my life. I didn't even bother to get on a plane. <laughs> I still. I just feel stupid. FFT. Uh, yeah, first fucking time. Um, and I I went off of your excitement, and then photos and like video and um as soon as i came and saw it for the very first time i was like oh fuck i don't like this place at all and it's not moving ready like we have to do months worth worth of upgrades and repairs and things like that and um so it, but like, babe, you didn't manipulate me or anything. You're just, you were really excited and you could see what it was going to be, which it is right now. So you could see into the future where I can just literally see the floors need to be redone. And there needs to be a fence and this is terrible and this needs to be done. And like the, the attention to detail is lacking here. So I can see all these little things, and then in my mind, like a cash register, it starts adding up as far as costs, and then it starts adding up as far as like time, and then I'm back in where I didn't want to be, um, upgrading a home. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it all, I mean, it all worked out, and then it was an attitude shift where it was, the positives are the area, the positives are it's a beautiful home, the positives are... Um, uh, it'll get done. The positives are, it's like, I need things to do anyway. I can do these things. So those are all the positives. And, oh, uh, and another big one, like I wanted to invest in real estate too. Mm-hmm. We wanted to. Mm-hmm. So these were all the positives and then it was just a mind shift. So for this thing that we're planning, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of unwinding the mind shift. And it's there's something very odd going on right now in my mind, but I'm, I'm trying to work it out and it will get worked out. And there are kind of these like, um, these little flashes of like, yeah, this is, this is great. And this is a wonderful thing. And this is like, and then it's like, you can be water where you could just be fluid to it's whatever happens. And it's not a big deal. And, uh, but like right now I do go to like deflecting and shutting down. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I do go to that right now. Um, so a plan would help. Mm-hmm. Like seeing a plan like you recommended would really help. And, um, and, and then it's like kind of reassuring myself that this is going to be easy and this is joyous. Mm-hmm. And it's not on me. So I'm still just working that out. Talk to me about you like when I get like in these like moods or when I feel this talk about the overfunctioning that goes on to your body and um, how you feel and what you tend to go to. 
So I was thinking on this a lot yesterday, and I think that many people in female bodies who grew up in these gendered female roles were taught very early on and had it modeled for them to be caretakers. And I think I often equate my role as the feminine still as like mommy needs to fix it and make it all better. So I feel myself go really into the maternal, which is just funny because we talked about turn-ons and turn-offs. Um, and I have to fight against it with everything in my soul not to internally begin to mother you and mollycoddle you and overfunction, fix everything, cook yummy meals for you. I mean, I go to a place of maternal instinct almost subconsciously fix it and make it all better it's it's very equivalent to the mommy will kiss it and make it all better boo-boo type of thing yeah it is very much that yeah, energy can, in particular i can feel that energy you too. can oh yeah okay and please speak to me how off-putting it must be to have your romantic sexual partner yeah. switch into a maternal yeah and i it's it's, it's just like yeah it's just one of those looks are you okay like the stuff yeah. like that, it, and it's. I mean, it's. It's. I. 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 I don't hear it. Please talk to me about how you was feel. It? I was. Um, I was uh, uh, clipping my uh, toenails the other day, and like my. I think my back was turned while you walked into the room, and like immediately, like you gave me the like, is is something wrong? Is are you hurt? Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm clipping my fucking toenails. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. the shift, or it's like you're. Can I be brutally honest? Yes. This the, is what this is for. And I I love you the most in the world. Uh, the <laughs> words of affirmation go up quite a bit where I'm constantly being complimented. <laughs> constantly being like, you're so important and, and like, I love you so much. And, and like, baby, I know. You show me with your actions. But like if the, if, if you, if you say it 10, 20 times a day, it, it, it's like, what's going on here? I know it's hitting too much when you go, yeah, yeah, I love you too. Yeah. And well, I'm it's like, like, yeah, fuck, fuck off. But you don't even say like, you don't affirm me back or like with something else. You'll just be like, yeah, yeah, I love you too. I'm like, oh my, we're yeah. in a dark space. Well, it's not a, baby, it's not a dark space, but it's, um, yeah, it just becomes, it just becomes too much. Like, do you feel that too? Yeah, I literally don't know what you need, though. Uh, the same thing I've always needed. What do you need? A partner working her ass off and and chasing her missions and her purposes. And, and So it doesn't make you angry if I'm over there just living my best life? No, that's... What? No. Of course not. Like, I'm an insensitive... Is that the right word? That I'm insensitive to your internal conflict right now? You're not sensitive to it. Okay. You're asking great questions about it. And then you're given space for it. Okay. And then it, like, it's, it's literally untying a knot in my mind. Hmm. 
and then the rope becomes straight. That's how mm. it feels where it's like, oh, oh, these workarounds. Okay. Okay. And then having a plan too. Like yeah, we really okay. haven't Because I hear a plan that, but yet. I also hear that sometimes, for instance, buying this house, yeah. I can run ahead. I can be a run aheader. Yeah. I know. So I, I feel paralyzed right now, is what I feel. I okay. literally feel like I somebody has my hands in like that I'm like tied down, not in a sexy way. Sure. I am like <laughs> tied down. And it's like, don't do this, don't do that, do this. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know actually that, when I'm supposed to move and when I'm supposed to go. Is that me putting those restraints on you or is that in your imagination? No, I do feel like you've restrained me. How? Of I, to this event, like invited two people. Uh-huh. And I... Then I like mentioned somebody else uh-huh. because I wanted to have a conversation about it. I didn't sure. feel like it was my place sure. to just start inviting people. And um, then I feel like the tie got put on there. Like, well, now you're tar- starting to talk about all these people. Okay. And I don't know. I got to ask you again. Did I did I actually say you can't invite anyone? or No, but now I'm watching in real time what I feel like happens every time I invite someone, which is... I I don't want to inv- I want to invite people if we are on the same page about inviting them. Uh-huh. And I'm not like uh-uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to without your like yes. Okay. Like when sex we call it like con- consent, like enthusiastic consent versus uh-huh. just like yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just sure. Yeah. Um it it started out with uh, just having you know our our three people there mm-hmm. and then doing this and like going out to dinner mm-hmm. and now it's expanding and then it's like a chessboard so it was checkers at at first okay it was very very simple it was checkers at first and now it's a chessboard and my mind goes to uh, considering other people right and then I need to actually turn that off Lord. where it's it's not my job. So, um, but like, baby, I, I gotta ask, have I put any restraints on you? You just want me to change my opinion. No, I mean, I... am <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I wanna feel be, like... I want to be represented authentically. Okay, and I don't but I feel, feel like, like you I put want me to say that, no, you didn't, but I, I, want... I feel like you did. Okay, all right. Um, I feel like I, I got yeah, I slapped that. on the hand because I brought up a conversation that's what I feel like. Okay. My body feels like I tried to have an open-hearted conversation yeah. about something that was making me feel happy. Uh-huh. And then I got told, damn it, like, Don't it was anything. this okay. and it's now this. And me uh-huh. saying, no, I'm not going to take it to this. Yeah. I thought we were, I, th- I know I'm not going to point B okay. without your enthusiastic okay. consent. Right. So I do feel like that's okay. what happened. Um, I understand what you're saying is that you you didn't mean to. You didn't intend to. Yeah. I, I hear you. You don't ever try to tie me down. Your hope is to like send me soaring. Yeah. What do you always say? Like hit my ceiling and exceed my ceiling. And yeah. know what you want to do for me. Yeah, and that's I go to defensiveness because it's like what the fuck. Of course, but but of honey, course. what you're saying is it's valid, especially if I have a huge shift in my body and I get super defensive. So yeah, I. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I love you. And I also... I'm fond of you as well. 
That's what I do. Fuck you. Fuck you. you. When we're playing board games (laughs) and you're beating me. I know I'm winning when I get a fuck you. (laughs) I want to be careful that I don't... It can be my tendency to back down and back away because Mm -hmm. of the patriarchal, misogynistic world that I was raised in. So I, I want you to hear two things at the same time. I understand that that was not your intent. You respect me more than anyone I've ever known. And I want to be really honest with how it felt in my body, which it felt like, no, no. And and me not even really knowing how I had stumbled into the no. And, you know, I think in partnership that can happen sometimes. We can, we can stumble into something that triggers another completely unintentionally. I didn't mean to do that to you. Yeah. I know you didn't, babe. And I thank you. And we're coming from two different places where for whatever reason, this puts me in like a very defensive, like very tense thing. It just does. So... I'm kind of figuring out why. I don't really know why. It's probably because I've never seen it modeled well, mm-hmm. maybe fucking ever. I think I literally can't think. Um, and also, it's an FFT. It's an FFT. So I I think the solution, the special sauce, is going to be to, <laughs> is, hey, hey, no drizzle. Drizzle, drizzle. Okay, so the, uh, the solution is going to be to Kind of come up with a plan and then literally plan to make changes or be fluid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm good with that. Because mm-hmm. if I can see all, I can mm-hmm. see how it's going to be. Yeah. That's you on our solo days in New York City. Whenever we visit Manhattan, we do a solo day. Mm-hmm. And the plan is this is your solo day. Yeah. Then you go and do whatever. Yeah. I, I know what you're speaking of. I have seen you be fluid, even though you're not a very fluid person. I've seen you be fluid within structure. Mm-hmm. I think back, to, I know you and I talk about masculine and feminine energies as nauseum. I, fluidity mm-hmm. is a feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And it takes a surrender. Mm-hmm. It takes a attitude of receiving Hmm. That's interesting, too, is that this event that we're trying to plan requires us to be in a position of receiving. Mm -hmm. And that, as you can imagine, is a very vulnerable place to be in. Because A, what if they don't come through? You know, what if those that we're accepting or receiving from don't give the gifts in the way that we want them to? What if they frustrate us? Right. I've thought about that, too, Uh especially in NYC. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oops. It's like, fuck. Yeah, right. But like, even then I've worked it out where it's like, oh, well, we'll have backups mm-hmm. or it's like, whatever, we'll still enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. There has to be a, a little bit more like whatever mm-hmm. or like, fuck it. Or mm-hmm. like, hey, that's okay if things don't go to plan right. f- for me Right. when it comes to this. And I think since we're both going to have each other for this event, yeah. for me, it goes back to... At the end of the day, hon, I have a fun time with you sitting in a podcast studio. Yeah, yeah. I I don't need a lot of things at all to be happy with you. 
we crack up at the silliest things. We have the best time together. I guess for me, as long as there is a sense of peace here, love here, that's something that no one can take away. A thing I work with my students on is what is yours that no one can take away? Because then come what may, it's okay. It's okay. Things are going to happen. The midwife that assisted me while I delivered my kid said to me when I was going through the deepest, darkest season of my postpartum depression, Lauren, don't ever rob someone of the opportunity to love your child. Meaning, accept help. Accept help. Willingly accept help. Allow love to pour in and on you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not exactly the way that you would have it be. Luxuriate in the love of other people and don't rob yourself of it. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to mind in the strangest of times, but in this event that we're planning, it is one of the things that does keep coming to mind is who are the humans mm-hmm. who have loved me, who have loved you through the shit? Mm-hmm. There is a sense that I have to do all of this on my own, mm-hmm. which isn't accurate. Uh, it does stem from the financial investments. So that's been a stressor. Of course. Um it's just been a stressor where it's like I'm starting to tally where it's like if we if we make big financial decisions, it's on me. Mm. So, but there is a kind of a, you know, there's a big sense where it's like, oh, I have to do this on my own. Can I ask like yeah. a childhood question? Yeah. Is that reminiscent of anything from growing up? at all like did you also did you also feel that way as a child as a teen did you ever feel that way before this whole like had to do it on my own yeah yeah not the financial thing but like i was supported but like yeah kind of make things happen but esther perel and you i know i've told you this before but she'll talk often about our partnerships a reflection so often of our very first relational interactions, Mm -hmm. which were with our parents Mm -hmm. or lack of relational interactions with Mm -hmm. our parents. And some of us subconsciously will find people very different than our parents. Mm -hmm. I remember you saying consciously. Did you? Yeah. Consciously. Really? Uh, What do you mean? I didn't. Well, I just, all the qualities of my mother. No. Huh. Like the negative qualities of her, no, I don't want that in a partner. Mm-hmm. So I was at a young age going, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No. So some of us will do that. Some of us intrinsically look for relationships that are like our parents, if mm-hmm. especially if we had good open-hearted relationships with our parents. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, we don't think about it, we don't put any thought into it. And then, oftentimes, inside of partnerships, we will stumble into a oh my gosh, I hate it when my partner does that. And the partner's like, well, wait, I've never done that before. And (laughs) the person, you do a little digging and you go, oh, no, but that is how the partner felt towards their mother. Or that is very reminiscent of, and you tell me this all the time, 
babe, I'm not your father, mm-hmm. right? I'm not your ex-husband. This is me. Hi, this is me, right? My body gets really triggered by certain things. And you, I'll be sobbing on the kitchen counters usually where I am. Like in my mind, I'm always on the kitchen counter when I'm having these breakdowns. And you'll have to look at me and say, I am not that person. I feel a lot right now, and I did when we bought this house too, mm-hmm. of I am not your mother. I do. I can see the future. I can craft. I, I can see this home and all it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, forest and trees. We talk about how I see the whole forest and you see one tree at a time. This is not to say I disrespect your nervous system, but I can, I can envision things and then bring Mm -hmm. them to life. I'm not, this is not me just throwing out different things. This is me still trying to imagine this thing that I want to create and make sure that it is in alignment with what you want to And that requires a conversation, though. It requires what I call the negotiation, Mm -hmm. which can be really tricky. And I'm kind of stuck right now because I want to negotiate. I want to figure out what is best for both of us. And I just keep getting, you know, the stonewalled, for lack of a better word. And I'm I'm not really sure how to honor and respect you through this. Okay. At all. How's the plan coming? I have it written down. I mean, let's do that. But as according, but with people, like who is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Okay. I don't know what you. Well, baby, let's feel like, good with. I I really enjoyed when you said, "Hey, should I write something out?" Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Okay, I will share that. I was reading about conflict the other day and that the majority of conflict comes from when we are trying to preserve our own well-being because mm-hmm. we're innately self-centered which is fine it's a survival technique which then I think breaks my partner heart when I think is he feeling threatened by me is his well-being feeling threatened by me Is it possible to maintain an open-hearted flow even when the problem is not solved? I don't want you to fear offending me or making me frustrated. I don't want you to fear those things. There aren't going to be any catastrophic repercussions. So I don't want you to fear like triggering me or making me upset. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going anywhere. And then I I don't, I, and then the same thing where I don't want to fear saying no. Or saying I'm not comfortable with that to you. Like I don't and then I don't want to make you cry, but like I'm gonna do it in a respectful manner, in a calm, respectful manner. So I 
I want us to be okay with uh, what I don't want is walking on eggshells for fear of repercussions. I heard you say, you know, you won't yell, you won't whatever, throw throw things at me. You will not. I know this to be very true about you. Um, I do feel that a self-protection mechanism that you activate sometimes is a shutting down. Mm -hmm. That is very painful for my nervous system. In your wisdom. Yeah. What do I do about that? Me shutting down is also a way for me to take stock in it and work it out in my mind. So I'm, I give myself permission to, and then babe, I guess, I guess you got to give me permission to also. Okay. Without, and then you got to work it out where it's. Then how do, how do I know when it's time to enter back into flow with one another? Is what I feel it. My nervous system reads it as. We get back into flow when it, when it gets talked out and worked out. Do I trust you to bring that to me? How has it worked in the past? How have we been successful with it in the past? Time. And unfortunately, with this thing that we're working on, time is the one thing we don't have a lot of. I disagree because time can be like 12 hours, 24 hours. Okay, okay. So, it, yeah, and then talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't shut down and... We don't ever say to each other, no, we're not talking about that. I understand discussion. This is how it's going to be. The other day at the window that's of my car, it's exactly what I felt like it was going to be, is that you came bustling mm-hmm. over to my car and said, I've made a decision in my mind. Yeah. And then you were just going to bustle right back to well, your what car. Was the, what was the decision in my mind? What did I say? That I have decided that this is what I'm doing. I said I have decided that you can... Invite whoever you want to. You can have whatever you want. Right. That's what I decided. I have decided. Uh-huh. I have decided. I know. I know. It got worked out where it's like, okay, this is joyous. And instead of me going, oh, oh, and like, oh, we can't mm. have this. It's like anyone can show up. Mm. And I know that made you upset because it's, it's the equivalent. It's the nice way of saying like, fuck it. You can have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what made me upset. Okay. Because also you are the tally master. And I know from experience that that is a very bad idea. Okay. But but the the decision was like, I have decided you can have whatever uh, you right. want. Right. No. Please hear me. You were, you were the most loving decision maker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I have decided I am moving this responsibility from my shoulders in essence, except Correct. the financial responsibility, which is a huge fucking responsibility. The financial is huge in any given conversation. We cannot pretend it doesn't exist. It does. And it is, I mean, it's like one of the num- top five reasons that partnerships dissolve sure. is financial strain. Sure. And not talking about it does no one any good. And... 
my nervous system felt like it was like, I've decided I am done talking about this. I have hated talking about this from the beginning. So here's the solution. You can have it all your way. And just let me know when to show up. And in some instances, I want to be clear, that would probably be okay. It really would if one partner is going to drive it and yada, yada. (laughs) This particular thing, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work for me or for you because this event is important. And yeah, I I appreciated what you were trying to do Mm -hmm. because I think love is the motivator for every decision you make Mm -hmm. towards me. I just do. It's, it is the baseline. That is what I assume is that you are doing this in an attempt Mm -hmm. to love me best. Mm -hmm. And yet it's, it's the whole damn plan thing. I I think we think of a difference where it's like this event is a important where I see it as a formality. Ooh, that's a fascinating discussion. We have a different importance on it because originally this was a formality in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. And then it started off as a formality and now it's an event. So we see it as two different things too. Okay. So I have a lot less importance mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. That's a really good distinction. I don't know if you can see it, but I feel I feel like a whole bodily response. I'm like red and clammy and I'm struggling. Okay. I'm struggling. Um, <laughs> I'm like trying to keep my head together to like have eloquent com- like questions for you. You could just um, you could data dump too. You know we've we've run into this before with the Christmas tree of a tradition that's very important to me mm-hmm. because um, of my mother who's no longer with us mm-hmm. is. Um, the ritual of decorating for Christmas. There wasn't much she decorated for, but Christmas was a big thing growing up. They had a good friend who owned like a Christmas shop. And so it was just really special to her. She had a lot of um, historically important ornaments, things like that. It was a big deal. There was always yummy food. It just, it was very ritualistic and simple. Nothing was extravagant. Um, and it would always start with going to some lot and picking out a Christmas tree. Some years we cut one down, some years we purchased one, but she loved the smell of a live tree and like most traditions, um, it was just absorbed into my body as something that was important to me too. So, um, yeah, in my previous marriage, it was always hard because of everything. So I did it alone and when I was single, it was very nice because for the first time ever, I could, I could like luxuriate in all of the joy of that ritual for the first time in my adult life. And then we became partners and we accidentally stumbled into, we didn't even know this was a thing, um, some trauma, would you call it trauma? Sure. Regarding Christmas. And we thought it was kind of a one-time fluke. We didn't think about it until next Christmas when we went to get a tree again. Mm -hmm. And your body said no. Mm -hmm. And with that instance, we were able to make the decision that, fine, 
no worries. Trey will go golfing. He will go away on Christmas tree getting day. And Lauren will continue to luxuriate in this tradition because it is important to her. And we can value both people at the same time. We can protect Trey and we can value Lauren. We are good to go. I feel okay with that one. I really do. Because you love when it's decorated for Christmas. You just don't love whatever, the helping it. With this situation, I don't feel like we can divide and conquer. I feel like we have to be united in a united front. Am, am I just mistaken? Can we divide and conquer? And am I overcomplicating this? I completely agree. We can't divide and conquer for this situation. Okay. Can I have the space to work it out in my mind and, and endow it as something different? Like, can we, conti- can. can we continue to talk about it and, and like work it out where we're both really, really excited about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I have no problem going from formality into joyous event. And that's probably actually going to be a big key in order to like enjoy it and get on the same page as you. I have no problem getting on the same page as you, honey. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm. And so we just, thank you. Can we, you're welcome. Can we just continue to have open hearted discussions about it? And I can commit to keeping a really open mind and an open heart about it and not clamming up and shutting down and then just being open to suggestion. I'm totally good with that. And I will, yes, we can absolutely commit to that. And I can commit to once we have settled on something that feels really good in both of our bodies, that feels joyous to both of us, letting it be. Because I know I can have a tendency to, anybody who's directed a play with me, anybody who's been, I can have a tendency to be like, well, that was great. Let's build, let's build, let's build. And I and I can, I can absolutely commit to not doing that. If we can structure in the build as long as it's structured in. Mm-hmm. Like we can go in different directions as Mm -hmm. long as it's like kind of Mm -hmm. talked about and it's not done on the fly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the doing things on the fly, kind of the surprise things Mm -hmm. when it comes to logistics, Mm -hmm. they really need to be structured for me. Like they need to be added in. Yeah. And then we need to even add in, I don't know, the random stuff too. Yeah. If we can do that, yeah, I'm good with it. Okay. And I want to be clear that you asking me to do that is akin to what I have known about you since the day I met you. I, I, for listeners and viewers, I want to make sure they understand that you are not asking anything of me that did, I did not only already know about your nervous system. I think hmm. it might be a, a listener or viewer might have the tendency right now to be like, Oh my gosh, like he's asking so much of her. He's so controlling. No, you, I know you to be a person who likes to meet expectations and who likes to protect their peace, and who likes to honor me by giving me the things that I truly dream about. I also know you to be not an extreme extrovert. I also know you to be a person who does not like to exhaust themselves and like run themselves ragged. These are all things I know and love about you. So I want to be really clear that this is me knowing my partner, these are always things that you've asked of me and that I've known about you and that I adore about you because a person who protects their peace 
is a calm, grounded human being. A person who sets expectations and then delivers on them is not going around and around in a circle. So I just want to be very clear that I think it could probably be heard like, oh, Trey is dashing Lauren's dream. She's a big, like, explosive thinker. I am those things. And you know those things. And when it's something that's just me that I'm doing, you're like, I don't know, you're like the coach on the sidelines, like, go, baby, go, go, baby, go. But when it is something that you and I together are working on, it is important that we value and honor one another's needs. And I thank you for being brave enough to share what your needs are. Because that's, that's the scary part. Um, it's much easier to scream at someone. It's much easier. Or to shut down. Yeah. It's much braver to say, hey, these are the things I need. Are you willing to provide them for me? Um, that's much more consensual. That's Dr. Betty Martin's wheel of consent magic right there. Is you saying, I have these needs. Will you help me achieve them? And then me saying, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Um, when you were at the car window saying, I've decided and you just do it all, right? That was actually non-consensual verbiage mm -hmm. because I hadn't said to give me everything. And I felt like I I hadn't asked for that. In, in essence, it felt like somebody was martyring, right, themselves. Like, fine, take it all. It's like, no, I didn't ask for it all. This feels much better in my nervous system of like, oh, yeah, no, I can work to make that happen. That feels that feels much like um, I can breathe. Good. I can breathe. Good. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. The opinions expressed on this podcast are just that opinions. We invite you to take what you like and leave the rest. Partnerships are unique, and we invite you to use what you hear on the partnership podcast to build the relationships you dream about. So when we first began brainstorming the idea of the partnership podcast, I knew that one of my favorite podcasters always throws in a little blurb about Anchor. Didn't know what Anchor was, so decided to go online and do a little search. And I discovered that by simply uploading one high quality video to the platform, it does the work for you of spreading out the audio and video to every podcast platform there is. So it's what Trey and I use for the partnership podcast. And I would love to answer any more questions you might have about how Anchor could help you with your podcasting needs.